the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Henry Moss. And well, what day is it, Thursday? Well, if it's Thursday, there's one thing you know for sure. I am not by myself. Helping me today is my friend and mentor, uh, Jerome Smith. How you doing, Mr. Smith? Well, well, Pastor Moss, I hope you are, too. I want to delve right into some things. I happened to hear just a snatch of the program last Thursday uh, in the second half of the program, and you had a caller that called in and asked about two passages of Scripture, at least according to my penciled note on the back of an envelope here. Uh, he asked about Second Peter 1, verses 8 through 10, and Second Peter chapter 2, verse 20 and 21. So I thought, well, I hope the person is listening, and I'm going to provide an answer. <laughs> okay, go go right ahead. Yeah, he asked you to ask me, but I heard him, so I'll answer for myself. <laughs> How's that? That's good. Okay, Second Peter 1, 8 says, for if, now I got to caution you, Pastor Moss, sometimes you got to look underneath to see what's going on in the original language. Uh-huh. That's right. And here's the case, if I remember right, I didn't check it just now, but I've gone through the scripture so often, I think I remember most of it pretty accurately, but I believe that the Greek text here does not contain the word if. <laughs> okay. But just the same, the meaning is there, even though it doesn't use the precise words. But it says, I... if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Now, another interesting thing about this verse is that word unfruitful. And Jesus used that word in the Sermon on the Mount or somewhere in his ministry, I recall, and uh, where it says, for every idle word that men shall speak, they shall be held accountable, something to that extent, you know. Same uh-huh. word, idle or unfruitful. So anyway, for neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, then you got to watch that word know and knowledge. That is crucial, because in the original Greek, you've got a word called that is, you might as well pronounce it in English anyway, it sounds like gnosko, and then there's another word related to it, epigonosko, and then there's another word, not related to those two, called oida. Now, those are like three degrees of knowledge. Just plain gnosko is just plain knowledge, nothing unusual about that. Epigonosko has a prefix to it, you hear, in the Greek, and that makes it accurate knowledge, full knowledge, careful knowledge, things like that. Uh-huh. And oida kind of relates to knowledge that is, I would say, like intuitive. You can't gain it by study. You have it maybe by the Holy Spirit or just whatever. And uh, it's very interesting to see. When hey. Jesus said to the Pharisees, he said, I know him when he's talking about God. He used the word oida. But then he says, but you don't know him, and he used the word gnosko. So they didn't even know what they should have known just by ordinary reading and study of their Bible. Uh. So I wanted to dig into that just a moment and proceed to the next two verses. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Okay. Now, that that points to what eternal security really refers to. uh, I went to an interesting little church out in the country in Dryden, Michigan, or nearby. I think it was called Thornville Baptist Church. It might still be there. I don't know. But anyway... Uh, they were really staunch Calvinists, Pastor Moss. <laughs> and they did not believe in what we would normally call eternal security or unconditional eternal security. They believed in the perseverance of the saints. That's what they used as the P in the word acronym, you know, TULIP. Uh-huh. And so perseverance of the saints really means that the only people that are assured of eternal security are those who keep on believing. That's right. It, it, the Bible doesn't say that the unbeliever is going <laughs> to make it. You know, you have to keep on believing. That's right. So, that's that's right. my explanation for that one. So I, I usually teach about that and say that the Bible teaches the absolute eternal security of the believer, not the unbeliever. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's something that belongs to believers. And what, what happens, some uh, people I think uh, uh, often, I'm sure uh, you would agree uh, with this, Mr. Smith, 
is that uh, what happens is they think that just because uh, they find a, a Christian who has sinned, that means they have lost their salvation. But over in First John chapter 1, uh, verse 8, it's very interesting how, and I'd like for your comment on this, uh, where it says, and it seems to be in, in line with what you're saying, in verse 6, uh, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, uh, we lie and do not the truth. Now, he's writing this to the Christian church. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Then, verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, okay, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Okay? So in other words, is that saying that if we as Christians say that we, are, we have no sin, that means that we're, we must be lying, huh? Yeah, if, if you say that, you are cutting an awful close line between truth and error. Uh, yeah. There are those that believe in what doctrinally is called eradication, uh -huh. which means they believe that a person who has become a new creature in Christ no longer has the old nature, but has a new nature in Christ, and so they cannot sin. But you got to be careful with those words and those kinds of concepts, Pastor Moss, because you not only have to do what I just did there with First Peter 1, 8 through 10, and see what the original words are underneath and what their implications are, you got to watch the grammar. And if you miss that point, you miss the whole teaching in terms of getting what it truthfully says. And we could spend a whole lot of time on that, but we don't want to spend all the program just on that. But I do want to get to the other passage your caller mentioned, and that is chapter 3 of Second uh, Peter, no, chapter 2 of Second Peter, verse 20 and 21, where it says, For if, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Now here, if you watch those original Greek words for no, that wipes out a whole lot of interesting arguments that some people try to bring when they explain these verses. That term for no is epigonosko. So Peter was not suggesting at all that these folks originally just had head knowledge and not a real experience of being saved. You cannot say that in the light of the Greek grammar or the meaning of the Greek words. That's right. So being, so in other words, being dogmatic about your view of eternal security uh, may be off base here. Yeah, you got to be yeah. very, very careful. And I just read a great scholar, and he said that you aren't supposed to tell the ordinary people in the pew anything about the Greek, because they can't read it. <laughs> Double-check to see if you're right. <laughs> no, so you got to tell about the Greek and the Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's but, interesting, though, is in verse 22, Mr. Smith, where it says, uh, uh, but it has happened unto them, according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the pig or sow that was washed in her wallow, in her wallowing. Now, what's interesting is, and, and, and as I say, I'm not dogmatic about eternal security, even though I hold to it, 
But here it seems strange to me. It doesn't say that the sheep turned away and became a dog. It says the dog turned to his own vomit again. And the pig that was rushed to her wallowing in the mire. So that yep. seems to indicate that, you know, this, the Bible says, as you know, uh, his sheep follow his voice. Here, it just says it was a dog turning back to his vomit and a pig wallowing in the mire again. Yeah, it shows that they left a straight and narrow path. <laughs> Remember Jesus said that few there be that find it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you have to be careful to maintain the Christian walk, stay close to the Lord. Be faithful in prayer and fellowship and witnessing and so forth. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just thought I would put my two cents worth in there. Well, uh, let, uh, <laughs> I know that this time Mr. Smith was listening and I caught him. <laughs> and I hope he enjoyed the answer. Good, All good. right. Now, last time when we stopped, we were talking about these. Uh, Pharisees and Sadducees and those guys that from John 7:52, where they said to Nicodemus, they answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. And we've discussed in past programs how there are a whole bunch of prophets that came from the region of Galilee. And so uh-huh. I was making a list of comments on why we ought to search the scriptures. And the point under that that I'm talking about now is that we ought to search the scriptures to receive guidance for daily living. And we discussed last time Psalm 32, 8, where it says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. And then Psalm 23, 3 was the next passage that we looked at, and I go there because that is what I call a main reference point in the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge, in Nelson's Cross-Reference Guide to the Bible, and in the Ultimate Cross-Reference Treasury, all three major cross-reference Bible study resources that you can get to dig deeper into Scripture by comparing Scripture with Scripture. You know, the Bible is its own best commentary. That's right. So, So that's why... I call attention to that. Now, some years ago, back in uh, November 18th of 1995. Boy, you got a good memory. (laughs) Yeah. I have a wonderful student at Denby High School. Her name was Tamika Lucas. Boy, I wish I could get back in touch with her. I've looked on the Internet, and there are so many people with that name, I can't figure out which one is her. <laughs> I know, I've tried. <laughs> so, but she was a wonderful student, a solid Christian young lady, lived a careful life, had a good testimony. And one day when we were doing our work in English class, one of the other students piped up and she, they said, Mr. Smith, have you ever heard Tamika sing? I said, no, I've never heard her sing. I'm Maybe if she's in the music department, but I don't spend much time in there. I'm in the English department. (laughs) Well, they said, let's have her sing. And so she sang a beautiful song. You know the song as well as I do. It has something to do with his eyes on the sparrow. Yeah. 
Yeah, I do know that. Oh, that was the most beautiful, straightforward rendition of that song I have ever heard in my whole life. She did a beautiful job, and I still remember it to this day. And one day she came up after class and said, Mr. Smith, can you help me know how to receive more guidance from the Lord and from the Bible? And I said, sure. I said, I'll I'll type up a special selection, because I had my little teaching units all typed up, you know. And I said, I'll make one just for you that, that covers the subject. So it's six pages long. And it covers what I placed in the New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge and in the Ultimate Cross-Reference Treasury. And it's also in Nelson's Cross-Reference Guide to the Bible. And uh, I have it on my website, you know, www.realbiblestudy.com. And for anyone who wants to see this and see the selection that I typed up for her, it's there. I had to do some searching to find it, Pastor Moss. I thought I could find it in my files on my computer, but guess what? I typed them up so long ago that the uh, word processing software that I used back then can't be read by the stuff I have now. (laughs) So I thought, "Uh oh, how am I going to find it? But I knew I had found it before, and I thought I posted it on Real Bible Study, so I searched and found it. And the easy way to always find it is to go into the archives that are arranged by calendar date. And if you look in October for 2017, there it is. Because I posted the post called Divine Guidance on October 27th, 2017, and it's all there. So my uh, real Bible study website, you know, www.realbiblestudy.com, I think would be a wonderful resource for pastors, for ordinary Christians, for Sunday school teachers. There's all kinds of stuff there. You'll learn a whole lot if you go through all the things I posted. I started it in January of 2010, and I have posts as recently as today on there, so there it is. I I tell you, I think that it's uh, almost indispensable. Uh, because uh, uh, what it does is it uh, teaches people how to use Scripture to come to biblical answers, and, and, and that's what it's all about. So definitely it's worth everybody's time, and I'm so glad that you're here uh, to let our listening audience know about it, Mr. Smith. And I had a wonderful comment posted on Facebook to me from my former administrator at the, in the Detroit Public Schools, Dr. Ronald Carr, uh, is it all right if I go to that and, and uh, read it to you? Sure. Uh, I think he was a wonderful administrator myself, but you know, teachers often don't like their administrators. <laughs> but this gentleman was absolutely marvelous. Now, he was a straight shooter. He told you what was coming. And sometimes people didn't like what he said was coming. But you know what? He was right. He was on the inside track being at the top. And he said, Jerome Smith remains the most brilliant educator of my lifetime. From the time I first met him tutoring in his classroom in Detroit Denby High School, with his cabinet filled with more and better instructional materials 
than my district committee had just created, I became his number one fan. Anything he does, from biblical scholarship to instructional guides, is so sound that when he says it works, it works. He is one of the reasons I know that the Father loves us. Well, I thought that was remarkable. Well, I agree with all that 100%, and what a, uh, a good tribute uh, to you and all of the work that you've done, and not only that, but all of the work that you continue to do. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just uh, such a blessing. Okay? And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you read me that. that uh, but, you know, that kind of stuff I already knew, Mr. Smith. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I'll okay. tell you, you've been one of my most wonderful students, too. So I appreciate you, Pastor Moss. If all the other students had benefited as much from my teaching as apparently you have, I think the world would be a quite a bit different place. Well, I tell you one thing for sure: that I would not be uh, Pastor Emory Moss if it wasn't for you. Yeah, I've told so many people uh, the impact you had on my life. Uh, I was blessed to have a, a real good female. Sunday school teacher when I was very young, kept me on my P's and Q's, but it wasn't until I met you till I got into a lot of things that are needed uh, in teaching the Bible and ministry, and that would be systematic theology and apologetics, so yeah, thank, uh, thank God for you. Yep, and I think we delved into hermeneutics once in a while, too. <laughs> All right, so, now, just to get in a little further on what we were originally going to cover, from uh, 1 Kings 13.9, that's the point where I have in the ultimate cross-reference treasury or the new treasury of Scripture knowledge and so forth, I have a note on guidance there where I say, Scripture, by example and precept, suggests several sources of true guidance. The first one is the written Word of God found in the Bible. Uh-huh. I give Psalm 119.105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, for anyone that owns a new treasury or the other resources I mentioned, if you go to these verses, you'll find still more. That's the whole wonderful thing about using cross-references. You can dig as deep into God's word as you want. In Isaiah 8.20, it says, To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Now, the second point I have there about uh, sources of true guidance, God speaking to us through our thoughts. And I give a number of scripture references there. I'll read some that are my favorite, Proverbs 4.23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Proverbs 16.3. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. In 16.9, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Then I comment, thoughts must be tested as to their source. Okay. Now, I've got a reference marked here, 1 Kings 10.24. And all the earth sought to Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. Uh-huh. But then I've got a contrasting verse from Jeremiah twenty-three sixteen that says, 
Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. Now, the in other words, it must there be in that chapter is very interesting. It's got to be from God, is what they're saying. Huh? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So many of those in the New Age always claim that God said this, God said that, that we are spiritual beings, and what comes from us spontaneously, it's coming from God, but that uh, that's not true. No. It's got to actually be from God and then uh, uh, from His Word. That's right. And the next point under that same thing is that thoughts may be correct and good. And let's choose one out of Daniel one eight here. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the Enoch that he might not defile himself. Now there's a good case where he had the right thoughts in his heart and wanted to do the right thing. Marvelous uh-huh. example. Well, that's some good stuff. And Stephen gives another example in Acts 7.60. And kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And and when he had said this, he fell asleep. But thoughts may be evil. Deuteronomy 15, 9, Beware that that there be not a thought in thy wicked heart, saying, The seventh year, the year of release, is at hand, and thine eye be evil against thy poor brother, and thou givest him not, and he cry unto the Lord against thee, and it be sin unto thee. And is that a marvelous verse to study with the cross-references, Pastor Moss? You'd be amazed what you get into if you dig into that one. Well, I tell you what, the verses that you're going over uh, are very good, uh, not only from a spiritual, but also a psychological perspective. Because uh, you were talking earlier, uh, in fact, some time ago we talked about it, and you were talking about the fluff that exists in a lot of writers, when they're, you know, trying to give us Christian encouragement because they don't come out of the Bible. A lot of it is themselves, what they think, rather than uh, taking us to Scripture, which really is uh, what uh, uh, should be controlling our mind. Yep, you're right. There's so much in God's Word, Pastor Moss, you'd hardly need to look anywhere else except maybe to get some help to know how to find it and where it's at (laughs) and and what it means when you get there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had a, a student in my Sunday school class at Covenant Baptist Church with a lamplighter class that is the source of this idea. I'm still thinking about it. I don't know how valid it is, but it's an interesting thought. Even diet may affect our judgment. And he gave two scriptures to prove it. One is Isaiah 7:15, Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. <laughs> that may be, Pastor Moss, what I call a cause relationship verse. To me. <laughs> and same chapter, verse 22, Isaiah seven twenty-two, And it shall come to pass for the abundance of milk that they shall give, that he shall eat butter, for butter and honey shall everyone eat that is left in the land. And the clock at my end says it's time for me to stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you wrapped it up real good, uh, Mr. Smith. And And it really is fascinating to see how much the Bible actually says. And when you compare Scripture with Scripture, it's like 
these ideas can continue to, uh, to grow from book to book and from author to author that God is inspired. It is really uh, something. It's, a, it's, a, it's almost putting the Bible down. It's a very hard thing to do once you get into it. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Smith, we're going to let you go. We've worked you enough, but we will be working you again. Uh, so uh, uh, thank you for calling. And thank you so much, Pastor Moss. Right. All right. Everyone, remember, on Thursdays always, me and Mr. Smith together. And uh, goodness, uh, as the Bible says, it is written again, it is written again. Scripture interprets Scripture. It really does. And in solving, um, in, in fact, in coming to any kind of enlightenment, we need that. And also, um, as we answer Bible questions, we need to know how Scripture adds knowledge to Scripture, which may help us. Uh, in the next segment that we'll be going into in uh, just a little bit here on the Bible Talk program, and we come back. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-351-4596. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-351-4596. Attention pastors, Faith Talk Detroit's Pastor Appreciation Luncheon is back. The special event to honor and thank you for your service to the community will be held on Friday, October 15th at the San Marino Club. The event is free, but register at faithtalkdetroit.com and enjoy laughter, fellowship, a great meal, and an inspirational message from Chris Brooks, Senior Pastor at Woodside Bible Church. Everyone needs a little encouragement nowadays, including pastors. This is Pastor Chris Brooks. Let's rejoice as we transition from inner Interacting through technology to sharing stories face-to-face at the WLQB Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, Friday, October 15th. Hope to see you there. Pastors, this is just for you with powerful words of encouragement and edification from your peers in ministry. The Pastor Appreciation Luncheon is free for pastors, but you must register to attend. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to reserve your ticket. Sponsored by Bethany Christian Services, Presbyterian Village, and A.J. Desmond Funeral Homes. Jesus spoke specific messages to seven specific churches in the book of Revelation. And Pastor Greg Laurie points out those messages speak loudly to today's church. Tune in for a brand new practical study in the book of Revelation. This week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Tune in mornings at 10 on WLQB FM 92.7 and AM 1500.
Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQB FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, P.O. Box. <laughs> well, um, I need to give you the P.O. Box number. <laughs> P.O. Box 05877, P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. That's the address you can use to send your donations to a Strictly Biblical radio program, Bible Talk. And you should make all those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. That is the ministry strictly biblical that supports radio so we appreciate you doing that remember p.o box 05877 p.o box 05877 detroit michigan 48205 all right and make out those checks to bible boot camp ministries we would appreciate it very very much well i've got two things to deal with um one of them is a question that was asked uh last time very interesting question as well uh that we're going to deal with uh and before we do that uh, letting you know that you do need to be ready to defend the faith against the kingdom of the cult. It is a growing kingdom, uh, and we need to be ready to deal with it. That is why on the last uh, Saturday of this month, we're having our apologetics conference. We're continuing. We had our first one already. Uh, the, the one for this month will be on the last uh, Saturday uh, uh, of the month. We encourage you to come. We will hand out material to you, uh, and we're going to be going into the Bible, showing you how to defend the Christian faith against those who attack it. So we encourage you to be with us. Uh, uh, what is an example of this? Well, Jehovah's Witnesses. The Jehovah's Witnesses who declare, they say that Jesus is Michael the Archangel. That's right. They say that Jesus is Michael the Archangel. Uh, in other words, and that when the Jesus did not rise from the dead in, a, in his body, he just turned back into uh, Michael the Archangel and continued into heaven. Okay? So needless to say, uh, they deny that Jesus is God. They call him a God and things of this nature. However, uh, there's a number of verses that, uh, that work against this, show that it's false. Uh, one is in Jude. We're not going to be going into uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses in a lot of detail uh, today. But in the apologetics conference, yeah, we are. Notice here in uh, Jude and in verse 8 in Jude where Jude writes, Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet, and then here in verse 9, Jude 9, Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses does not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuked me. The Lord rebuked me. Now, Michael the archangel was an angel. He did not become, or he was not Jesus Christ. That's why he said, the Lord rebuke you. Because demons, they don't run from angels, but they do run from the authority of Jesus Christ that they give. So right here, it's showing us that Michael the archangel certainly wasn't Jesus, because uh, Jesus uh, 
I was the one that Michael the Archangel was calling upon when he said the Lord. All right. So these are the kinds of things we'll be helping with and dealing with in our apologetics uh, conference and also with questions uh, that come up uh, in other areas, like uh, maybe so-called contradictions in the Bible. Uh, and I got one good question uh, uh, the last time I was on the uh, air where someone was uh, 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 challenging uh, uh, something about Jesus. Okay? In other words, they were saying that actually that the Son of God was not necessarily talking about Jesus. Okay? Uh, and, and the key verse that we looked at was over in Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. It was a good question, kind of a complex question, but it came from Matthew 2 and 15. Okay? Very, very, it's a good question. Now, I'm glad that the person who called it in called it in. Uh, uh, and something that we must deal with are apparent difficulties in the Bible. Now, really, the difficulties not, are not in the Bible. <laughs> the difficulties are in our, uh, our understanding of the Bible. Okay? <laughs> That, that's where the difficulty comes from, but not from Scripture itself. In Matthew 2.15, it says this, and, and we'll read into it. At verse, let's read verse 13, yeah. where it says in Matthew chapter uh, 2, verse 13, And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt. Okay? Okay. And... Be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Okay? Now, Herod, okay, a, uh, a Roman king, all right, uh, they conquered Jerusalem, okay, and so that Jesus Christ could escape, uh, an angel came and said, Take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod shall seek the young child to destroy him. Okay? Then verse 14, and when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod. Okay? When Herod died, it was safe to go back. Then it says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Okay? Verse 15. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Well, had a caller who called in and said, Well, look at verse 15, okay? Now, the ones who were in Egypt was uh, Israel, okay? Was Israel. So, uh, 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 what are we talking about? And so, therefore, Israel are the ones who are called the Son of God and not Jesus. Well, let, as they say on the streets, uh, that ain't necessarily so. Okay? First of all, if we look at verse 15, okay, it's very clear here, and was there until the death of Herod, okay? Okay? and that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Okay? Now, the one who went into Egypt okay, to escape being killed in the slaughter brought about by Herod was Jesus. Okay? So therefore, this prophecy here was not referring to the nation. It was talking about Jesus, okay, who is called uh, here, out of Egypt have I called my son. Okay? Have I called my son? So, uh, so definitely, uh, this is referring to Jesus Christ. And he was, uh, he's called here, because he was, because that's who he, um, he has always been, is the son of God. And sometimes... 
uh, we need to realize that in prophetic uh, studies, there are prophetic, uh, there are words that talk about the future rather than the present. We need to be uh, aware of that. We're going to deal more with this after we take a break and we come right back. Putts, pars, and pastors. Tee it up at the 2021 Pastors Masters with WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Registration is open for this year's tournament Monday, September 13th at the Westwind Golf Club in Oakland Township. The cost is $20 for 18 holes and includes continental breakfast, lunch, prizes, and fellowship. Reserve your spot by logging on to faithtalkdetroit.com. Sign up yourself, a group, or gift the round to a pastor. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com for more Pastors Masters information. We all want a solid Christian education for our kids and grandchildren, but sometimes it's just too expensive, right? Faith Talk has partnered with Westside Christian Academy in Detroit to offer middle school students 50% off tuition at tuitionvouchers.com. Combining Christian teaching and academic excellence, Westside Christian Academy prepares students to be productive citizens and future leaders with a Christ-centered worldview. Set your child up for success by enrolling them for the 2021 school year at Westside Christian Academy at half off. They provide a family-friendly environment. Small class size is perfect for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade students. Restrictions do apply, so read those carefully. Only a few tuition vouchers remain, so go to tuitionvouchers.com now or click on the tuition vouchers tab at faithtalkdetroit.com. It's half off tuition for Westside Christian Academy only at tuitionvouchers.com. Attention pastors, Faith Talk Detroit's Pastor Appreciation Luncheon is back. A special event to honor and thank you for your service to the community will be held on Friday, October 15th at the San Marino Club. The event is free, but register at faithtalkdetroit.com and enjoy laughter, fellowship, a great meal, and an inspirational message from Chris Brooks, Senior Pastor at Woodside Bible Church. Everyone needs a little encouragement now and then, including pastors. This is Pastor Chris Brooks. Let's rejoice as we transition from interaction Acting through technology to sharing stories face-to-face at the WLQB Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, Friday, October 15th. Hope to see you there. Pastors, this is just for you with powerful words of encouragement and edification from your peers in ministry. The Pastor Appreciation Luncheon is free for pastors, but you must register to attend. Visit faithtalkdetroit.com to reserve your ticket. Sponsored by Moody Theological Seminary and Samaritan's Purse. Download the free Odyssey.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Live and on demand, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Odyssey.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, yes, the, the Matthew passage, where uh, my son uh, coming out of Egypt, uh, uh, that has reference to Jesus Christ. Uh, even though, of course, 
we know that out of Egypt also came uh, God's sons, in a sense, who were uh, Israel, the Israelites. Okay? Over in Hosea 1 and 10, we read, notice this very clear, Hosea 1 and 10, let the number of the children of Israel, they shall be as the sand of the sea. Notice, the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured for number. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, You are not my people, there shall it be said, You are the sons of the living God. So just as Israel, okay, as a group, is called the sons of the living God, God is the Father, in a sense, as he's the Father of us all, in a sense, um, uh, and, and yet the number of the children of Israel. So yes, definitely, the children of Israel can be called the sons of the living God. But also, an individual can have that designation as well. Okay? We notice that over in Genesis chapter 35 and verse uh, and blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall thy name be called. And, his, uh, and he called his name Israel. So here we see that Jacob okay, was called Israel. Often the kings were called Israel because they represented the whole nation. So Jesus, uh, in the passage that we read in Matthew, uh, where it says that he called him out of Egypt, called my sons out of Egypt, uh, all that is doing is the same thing that we see being done in the Old Testament, where the leader, and who could be a more ultimate leader of Israel, of the Jews than Jesus Christ, uh, is called his son. No problem at all. And we know that harkens back to the whole discussion of the Incarnation. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We've got Gary on the line. What's on your mind, Gary? Uh, yes, Pastor Moss, Senator Rehab and Mr. Smith. Uh, it looks like his theology has changed since uh, he used to go to Bob Jones University, he said last, last year. There's a scripture, uh, I don't know if you've read it, in Second Peter, the first chapter, make your call, I'm sure. It sounds like Minister Smith is now using a terminology he used that was called Arminianism. Uh, do you know where that terminology came from? Yes, I understand Arminianism from Arminius. Uh, in what sense did he use it? It came from Bartholomew and Thaddeus that went to Armenia and started the Pentecostal church. You can Google that and find that information out. That's where the uh -huh. Armenian theology came from. They, they yeah. believe, like I do, you have to live the life. Once you get saved, you have to live the life. You have to continue in the faith. And I believe that's what Minister Smith, is, isn't that what he's saying? Well, yes, and I, I agree with that 100%. That if you, you must work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yes, you've got to live your life for Jesus Christ. And there's a, I believe in Detroit, Pastor Bogle and Pastor Bill have a better understanding of how you're supposed to live it. We have a lot of people in modern times, they go to church, they worship, they praise the Lord, but they're not really living the life. Because we're supposed to walk in the holiness, right, and have the whole arm of God on. Well, well, I appreciate it, but uh, yeah, but I don't like to talk about a lot of people. I'd rather just talk about the Bible. But thank you, Gary. We're going to move on. Now, thank you for your analysis. I appreciate it very, very much. That number to call: area code eight four two three nine five seven eight. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. 
Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Orchard Fitness Center in West Bloomfield is offering an amazing half-off deal at gotahalfitnow.com. Get a three-month membership, regularly priced at $119, for just $60. Whether you're 18 or 88, Orchard Fitness Center has what you need to stay on track and help you reach your fitness goals. Gotahalfitnow.com is your place to buy gift certificates for shopping, dining, and activities around Detroit for half price. Enjoy $50 of clean and healthy water in your home or office from Water Pure Water for just $25. Get a $50 certificate from Ram's Horn of Rochester for just $25. It's the perfect place for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And Alpha Lifestyle Center for Nicotine Addiction is offering $1,000 toward their Quit with Alpha program for just $500. Get Fit to Quit, the modern no-nonsense system that's helping tobacco users kick the habit. Certificates are ready for you to buy immediately. Visit gotahalfitnow.com. That's gotta, H-A-L-F, it's now.com. We all want a solid Christian education for our kids and grandchildren, but sometimes it's just too expensive, right? Faith Talk has partnered with Westside Christian Academy in Detroit to offer middle school students 50% off tuition at tuitionvouchers.com. Combining Christian teaching and academic excellence, Westside Christian Academy prepares students to be productive citizens and future leaders with a Christ-centered worldview. Set your child up for success by enrolling them for the 2021 school year at Westside Christian Academy at half off. They provide a family-friendly environment. Small class size is perfect for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade students. Restrictions do apply, so read those carefully. Only a few tuition vouchers remain, so go to tuitionvouchers.com now or click on the tuition Tuition Vouchers tab at faithtalkdetroit.com. It's half-off tuition for Westside Christian Academy only at tuitionvouchers.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. Uh, just wanted to uh, uh, comment briefly before we go to our caller in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, where Paul says, Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You can't work out something you don't have. So those who are saved are told to work out their salvation. Just like a metal worker, you can't work metal unless you have metal. Okay? So uh, definitely uh, it is not your works that get you saved, but if you are saved, oh, for sure, 
you're going to produce good works. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Philippians 2 and 12. We're going to go to Nathan. How you doing, Nathan? Nathan, are you on the line? Yes, yes, I'm on the line. Hello? Hello, how you, you doing? Me? Yes, I could, sure can. Very good. Uh, did you um, come up with something when I asked you who was the firstborn? Uh, you said you were going to get back. But I want to ask you another question. Is sure. that possible? Uh-huh. Okay. Who is the Most High's uh, begotten son? The Most High begotten son? Well, yes. the only begotten son, in my estimation, that the Bible is clear that the only begotten son of God, the only incarnation of God, is Jesus Christ. Okay, can you go to Psalms 2, verse 7? Ah, uh, we sure can. Uh, all right. Psalms 2, verse number 7. Uh-huh. Uh, well, read that. I'm speeding to it. Okay, Do I, have I don't have my, I don't have, I don't have it out. I have a, uh, a different. Right, I will, I will read that. Where it says, in verse 7, I declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. So who's speaking there? Who is speaking there? Yeah, who's speaking? Uh, I think the one who's speaking is God. No, David is speaking because David said, the Lord said unto me. Right, but the Lord said unto him, and that's the Lord speaking through him. That's right. That's, no, that's why he, the Lord. Wait a minute. He's he told, speaking to him. He said. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's why he said, the Lord said unto me. That's what I'm saying. He's, he, the Lord is speaking to David, and David is writing this down, saying, the Lord spake unto me and said, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. So the only begotten of the Lord, according to Scripture, has to be David. Well, so Jesus isn't called the only begotten son of God? Well, if you can show me another verse. Now, Psalms and David is the king that the Most High said, David is a man after my own heart. David is the Most High King of Israel. And according to Psalms 2-7, again, he's the only begotten. The last time when I asked you about the firstborn, you tried to bring in the word the highest firstborn. But Israel is the Most High's firstborn according to Exodus 4-22 and Hosea Hosea 11-1. Well, well, John 1, John 1, Verse 16 to me is very clear, where it says, No man hath seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And this is the record of John, when he sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. Okay? And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elijah? And he said, I'm not. Are thou that prophet? And he answered, no. Okay. So here we see the uniqueness of Jesus Christ being brought forth. He is the only begotten Son of God. Not only that, but before we get out of John, John is the blessed place to go. He wrote to us, telling us his job was to tell us who Jesus is. Notice in John chapter 3, verse 18, he that believes on him, 
Okay, this is Jesus speaking. Is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Jesus Christ here undoubtedly is talking about himself. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Okay? All of this talking about Jesus. So it's clear well, let me ask the, you. Yeah, that Jesus is the Son of God and he is the only incarnation of God. And by the way, it's very serious because here in John chapter 3, this is what you must believe to be saved. Let me ask you one other question. Can you go to Hebrews 1 verse 5? Uh-huh, I sure can. Okay, I want you to read that. All right. Hebrews 1 and 5 says, And unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And I will be a father, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Okay. So the part in Hebrews 1 5 is a quote from Psalms 2 7. Uh -huh. so who was who that talking about in Hebrews 1, verse 5? And then it, again, it's written in Hebrews 5, verse 5. So who was uh -huh. that? Well, is, let's is, see. Is this a direct... What we do is, uh, let's, let's interpret Scripture. Hebrews chapter oh. 1, verse 5. For unto so, which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. There's two questions and there. I will be, well, I can only answer one at a time. i got just a few minutes. No, what I'm saying is that Hebrews yeah, 1 Let me finish. I'm answering your first question. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Verse 6. Again, when he brings in into the world, he saith, let all the angels of God worship him. So, Nathan, next time you call me, and I have a question for you. When it says uh, the angels of God shall worship him, Who's the Father saying that the angels should worship? We'll get to that one next time. Sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministry. The following program is sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries. Do you know that we're living in the last days of earth history? Millions are suffering and dying daily, and tomorrow is not promised. The Motor City Coalition of Seventh-day Adventist Churches invites you to join us for a special 10-week Bible study program on end-time events entitled Countdown to Eternity. This weekly program will air each Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. beginning September 5th through November 7th on the radio station's 92.7 FM and 1500 AM WLQV. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.